to At the Devil's Ball, a podcast where we talk about horror in a positive and constructive manner. I'm Samuel Numine. With me, as always, is my co-host and founder of The Feast, Nathaniel Johnson. How are you doing tonight, man? Oh, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. I feel the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually worked a day shift this week, uh, today, not this week, but uh, oh. so my, my brain's all all weird. Oh, shit. Do you work in the morning? No, no, no. Just, I just, just today I did. Oh, okay. Tomorrow, I have, tomorrow I'm back to work in second shift. So okay, it's, it's okay. Not... I was like, shit, you. Could've... Oh, I would have said yeah. something. I would have said yeah. something. <laughs> Good Lord, work. Yeah. it's six thirty. Yeah, because it's another of our. Uh, this is another. Uh, all of our recordings lately have been late night ones because of right. our respective schedules being so wonky that I was like, yeah, shit. If you had to work in the morning, you should have thrown no, <laughs> no. put it off. All right, good. I, it's good. just been a long day today. Like you know. Oh, yeah, totally. Did you get a nap or? Yeah, I got an app in. Okay, so, good, you know, good, be, good. But if if good. suddenly I just gotta start stay gazing off in the middle distance, you know why? Yeah, it's just yeah. like what? well, <laughs> when you get to when you get to be our age, folks, right. like you kind of need that uh, need that nap. I think right. You know, you can't. Oh. Uh, yeah, you can't do it anymore. Nothing, nothing better than it either. Yeah. Well, I I, I, I took a nap. I, I was off today, so I actually took a nap, but it didn't go well. I didn't. Uh, no. I didn't. I didn't sleep well. Uh, napping yeah. for me is a very. Uh, a uh, very delicate house of cards right. that sometimes it's the best thing ever. And sometimes it's the absolute worst idea I could ever have. Right. But, um, but yeah, today it wasn't so great, but, um, no. but um, the nap yesterday I had did yesterday. That was okay. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, today not, so, not so great. Not so great. No, uh, but uh, it's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay now, right. but I mean, that was yeah. hours ago. So um. So yeah, uh, uh, we didn't do it last episode. Our, uh, our what did you watch this week or uh, the last like two weeks since we think we've talked about it? Yeah, I've just been uh, doing my comfort food since I was you know feeling under the weather. Like I was, yeah, you were sick. Yeah, put in put in some stuff that uh, makes me feel better. So I was I started rewatching the uh, James Bond series. Um, oh yeah, I saw you mention that on, on social yeah. media. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with James Bond. So, oh, I grew up watching you know because i used to play them all the time on like tbs and tnt and stuff mm-hmm. like that so yeah we'd have taped off the television so we would watch them all the time you know it's one of the things me and brother could uh, agree on to watch so oh, yeah okay right on how about you uh I've, I've watched a few things uh you know the the thing that really comes to mind i guess that i kind of meant to talk about i think a couple weeks ago was uh, I finally watched um the first three John Wicks, which were right. um uh first times for me. I had I had just hadn't right. gotten around to them for years. You know, they've been around right. and um John Wick Four just came out, of course, at the theater. I haven't seen that yet. But mm-hmm. um but uh, I finally one day it was just like, you know what I've, and I I realized I had the Blu-ray set. I bought it at Walmart right. like a, like two years ago. Right. Like, and I never actually watched them. So I was like, you know what? One day I sat there, I'm like, I'm going to watch all three of these. And I watched all three of them and um, they're good. Yeah, um, they're really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, The first one I enjoyed uh, for the most part. I, I don't know if mm-hmm. I liked the movie. I think I mentioned this. I don't know if I really liked it mm-hmm. as much as I realized how brilliant it was. Right. Um, And then the second one I loved. I thought like the second one was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, And then the third one was like, eh. But right. um, uh, still gorgeous looking and still really really interesting but uh it right the, what made two work so well was like them pushing just a little bit on sort of those almost like fantasy folklore tropes 
right um that started getting really i'm like ooh, that's really interesting and then the third one they're like yeah we're just gonna blurt it out and i'm like oh right you <laughs> like you know uh yeah. like the best like the my favorite thing about one of the first things i saw in the first movie was noticing in that one and then the second one they started talking about it a little bit more which was like the coins mm-hmm. like what these coins mean and right. i'm like oh that's really interesting and they just i'm like they better not ever tell me specifically what those are. And then the third movie was like, here's what they are specifically. And I went, Oh, right. fuck you. Right. Um, like, you know, it's uh, and then it would go find the founder or whatever. And it's some asshole in the desert and it's all, right. I'm like, come on. But the second one I loved, I thought the second yeah. one was absolute brilliant feat of cinematic joy. Um, and uh, I've, I've didn't, I've been kind of spoiled on what happens in four um, uh-huh. by working in a movie theater. Right. Uh, and not for the reason you might think uh, a guy actually walked out of a movie and told me what happened at the end of the movie. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like the joke in The Simpsons when Homer Simpson walks out of Empire and right. is like, can you believe that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father? And like the people in the line are like, what the hell? Right. Like it was literally that a guy walked up to me and said, oh, I can't believe that happened to John Wick. And I'm like, I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, All right. But I think it's a misdirect anyway, because I think they've already announced the fifth one. So I think there's more going on. But but yeah, it was a little well, weird. Look, but I, with what this last one made, I mean, it would be stupid not to make another one if, you know, everybody involved wants to, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I enjoyed those. Um, and uh, that was sort of the big one um, that I really, really dug. I did dig those. Um, right. And I was kind of surprised that I dug those, because I'm not usually um outside of like the you know as we've talked about many times even on this podcast we talked about cliffhanger like action movies sort of died for me in the early 90s right and i'm usually not that interested in them anymore but then i was like oh this is actually really clever um you know the first one is specifically with him kind of like any other movie would have like a sidekick or a woman or something for him a girlfriend for him to explain things to instead the movie went through all of the normal action movie tropes and cliches without ever explaining what they were so they just said you know what this is right you know uh and i thought that was really clever and yeah. um you know i really enjoyed that where i was like okay the halfway house where they you know lay low between capers you know and mm-hmm. then like but they never say that's what's happening right. so i'm like oh it's really clever like these things are all the usual action movie cliches but they're just taken at face value that you know what, what they are right yeah so i thought that was really really clever um but yeah those were good i really enjoyed those yeah. um so if you haven't seen the the first three john wicks i don't know what john wick for maybe it's not very good i don't know but i do recommend those um so we're in the middle of our we're, we're ha- second movie into our julian sands month tribute month right? yeah um right. no updates since our last uh no uh, uh recording which was actually not too long ago um and um and we were hoping michelle ness was going to come back this week but unfortunately uh michelle wasn't able to make it but if uh if uh, if they listen to this uh michelle we hope you feel better yeah feel better and we miss you um and um uh it won't be the same without you because we know how much you love this movie so um but yeah, once again, just to reiterate what we did last week, that uh, you know we're trying not to be ghoulish or cynical about this. Um, we're not trying to cash quote cash in on anything. We just really love the guy as an actor, and we remain hopeful that he will show up alive and well. Um, 
But to me, the movie we're doing this week is the Julian Sands role. Right. Like this is the Julian Sands movie, in my opinion. Like, I don't think it ever gets any better than this. Um, which is, of course, Warlock the Armageddon, um, right. the sequel to Warlock, which we talked about last time. And uh one of my favorite stupid, stupid movies. Um and um it's it's just wonderful. So I guess I should probably do the vitals. Yeah, let's just roll right into it. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, all right. So uh, the film uh, is directed by Anthony Hickox, of, uh, who might be famous to other horror fans from the director of Hellraiser 3 and Waxwork, uh, which we should totally cover at some point, along with the right. sequel. And Hellraiser 3. We should just cover yeah. all of it. But um, Anthony Hickox was the director on this picture. Uh, screenplay by Kevin Rock and Sam Bernard. And then uh, David Twahi has a uh, character's created by credit starring julian sands as the warlock we've got uh chris young as kenny uh <laughs> a, um he's kenny uh yeah. and then uh we have uh the wonderful uh, paula marshall as samantha ellison joanna pocula as paula dare uh who i actually am going to quickly click on her thing because i know i've seen her in other things and i know her name but i don't know again quite place it so i'm gonna look at that in a second and then we have steve Kahn as uh will travis rg armstrong as franks charles hallahan as ethan larson bruce glover as ted ellison craig hurley as andy uh rebecca street as kate and zach galligan doing a little one-off cameo um right. and uh, i want to call out the name of the young lady who gets killed at the beginning. Uh, is it Shannon Keys? I don't think she has a, a character name. Um, mm. But yeah, I think that's sure. her. Yeah. Um, crap. That's unfortunate. I want to, she doesn't have a name, so it's hard for me to, oh yeah, that George Buck Flower has that cameo too in this movie. Forgot about him. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, it must be. She must be, uh, um yeah it's not Celine Celine was uh, Michelle Muffet that's the the hooker he picks up right um yeah hmm. oh maybe it's Amanda Sloan maybe it's Don Don and Billings um either way I mean I I, I right. hope she's doing well I think she gets great but uh <laughs> and then of course uh we've got uh the director of photography Jerry Lively uh who I was looking up just before we started recording uh and um uh film editing by christopher sabelli and then james dr hickox anthony hickox's brother uh mm -hmm. and a uh, pretty good score by mark mckenzie um and a bunch of uh, producers including uh peter abrams scott atkins sam bernard i think i know those names mm -hmm. um but yeah uh, a lot of people of course working on this picture um that's pretty much our major people. Um, so Sam, you're kind of the the main host this week. So where do we start right. with uh, with Warlock the Armageddon? Well, um, I mean, let's let's start with like how much like this this movie means to you because I mean, for me, like it's an enjoyable watch, but like I don't like get a whole lot out of it. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I, mean, uh, I like I, I like it just fine, but like 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 um to me it's just it's it's 
on par with you know most other works of you know this era yeah it's just like kind of there no i mean that's that's kind of why i love it i mean same reason why i kind of why i love hellraiser 3 or uh Mm -hmm. waxwork is is uh how kind of delirious this movie is like it's so uh i wrote a whole piece on that it is yeah, on Hellraiser three once uh, a while back when I called it sort of like the the perfect representation of nineties excess, right? That um, every idea they could possibly think of was just basically thrown into this picture, and I think mm-hmm. more like the Armageddon is the same. It's just like all right. of this stuff that barely holds together, if it even does hold together, um, and it's just so wildly crazy um, right. that. And for me, that's when that's my that's that's, you know, where I live is is the crazy when a film gets right. crazy. Like, actually, later on this week, I'm supposed to talk with our friends, um, uh, Paul and Steve about Rocky Four. Right. And I'm like, which, I, which is not well, so much a movie as it is a montage of montages. Right. It's insane. <laughs> it's a yeah. crazy, crazy movie. And so I, I love when when things go crazy with film and i think like uh well at the again is one of those movies now also at the same time it is worth noting that this was another staple of late night cable right in night in the early 90s when i was a kid so i used to see this on cable the heavily edited version right um but <clears throat> it's such a crazy crazy movie in that um i never it never gets old to me that i can just watch this movie and be like that's almost every single moment in it is just like wait what (laughs) right um and uh you know like this where to start i mean which which sake which sequence but i mean like you know name another movie where a dwarf actor uh is sort of a cross-dressing one by the way um Mm -hmm. the actor who plays uh i'm gonna look up their name i don't think i mentioned him um uh maybe i did but um yeah, Mishu, Mahali yeah. Mishu Mazaros, right. uh, playing Augusto, uh, which is, of course, uh, he's a, um, uh, I believe, a Romanian dwarf actor. Yeah. Um, I think they're, are they little people actor? I, I What's the nomenclature now? I always, I want to be sensitive. I, I always forget right. which one it is. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think it's I, little people. Little people, I, I want think. to say. Yeah, right. if I'm using the wrong one, I'm sorry. Yep. Um, I, I really don't mean to be, I want to be sensitive, but I, I, sometimes I get lost in, in nomenclature and, in appropriate terminology, but, right. um, but no, uh, remaining actor, he was also in waxwork, uh, and mm-hmm. in the commentary track of what the Armageddon, like, you know, um, Anthony Acox mentions that, you know, how funny he thought it was. <laughs> he has forced this guy to just drag, but apparently the remaining actor didn't even speak English. He, he, right. uh, did it all phonetically. Um, yeah. But so you have a uh, you have a little person actor uh, dressed as a woman, um, right. performing lines he probably doesn't actually understand, uh, but uh, you know phonetically. Right. And then Julian Sands picks him up bodily, kicking, screaming, and, and shouting, and pushes him into a Iron Maiden that's right. there for some reason and a functional Iron Maiden right. in a freak show somewhere in the American Midwest. There's a functional, <laughs> right. Uh, Iron Maiden, and he pushes the dwarf into it and slams it shut. It is absolutely insane, and I love every second of it. Um, and that to me is Warlock the Armageddon. It's just like everything in this movie, even like the dopey love scene 
right. uh, love stuff, romance stuff is so earnestly done that mm-hmm. like in the middle of this crazy movie about Julian Sands killing people in increasingly absurd ways right. for the loosest of possible reasons. Um, you know, it's just collect the six MacGuffin right. by the end, by the eclipse. Uh, much like in the original world, like it's sort of like just to, just because I guess evil, evil needs right. this to happen in order for the devil to come back. And the Druids, which are warriors for God, Somehow, yeah. Somehow, uh, right. who have devolved into a bunch of like old men in Cosby sweaters. Um, <laughs> That's the, probably the most realistic portion, like, of, of the script. Like, they they probably just do pancake breakfasts, you know. At right, this point. right. Like the yeah, the, the they're, you're you're, you're making really reference to Mystery Science Theater. Right. Yeah, the knights of the the Delta Knights are now just yep. uh, having a pancake breakfast, and they just raise enough money to have the next year's pancake <laughs> breakfast. But yeah, it's. Um, but I love that. It's just like it's a bunch of guys who uh, this order of uh, of uh, ancient order of uh, warriors for God have just basically right. descended into guys like wearing like dad sweaters and right. and um, talking about baseball. And um, mm-hmm. they're somehow, I guess, the the last line of defense against the end of the world. And then all of a sudden there's the subplot. There's this other element of the plot where these two teenagers have superpowers that right. will be that they need to learn how to use to fight they have the to be killed first they have to be killed like, first in order for those powers to act which is insane um right. it's the whole thing is just wonderfully absurd and right. um to me that's what make what why i love it so much is it's just a mess of a film right. it's not it's not a good movie it's not a you know it's it's Although I think it's actually relatively well done for the most part. Although the um, even Anthony it's, Hancock's it's competently done, yeah, yeah. Even Anthony Hancock's was mentioned though in the commentary that he's like, this movie was made like right at the beginning of the CGI, right? Um, and so he's like, none of the effects work uh, because they were still figuring out how to make all that technology work. So right. he's like, you know, you can see the poor resolution in scenes where they had to add in computer generated effects, and it just takes you out of the movie and. Right. Um, and it's edited together like by a blind woodsman. <laughs> um, although Hickox mentions also specifically that the reason for that is because he kept wanting to get back to the warlock because right. he was like, fan, the audience is gonna That's get our bored, movie. yeah, yeah, right. they're gonna get bored watching the kids do shit. So, the reason why it constantly just sort of cuts away and cuts back is because they're like trying to get limit the amount of time they're away from the warlock. Right, and um, it makes it feel like even crazier because of that. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, because it's like episodic. Yeah, absolutely, and it's completely absurd. Um, it's and uh, so I mean, yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I love it for all of that. Uh, it's such a it's such a strange movie. Um, that you know, it's. Yeah, so I mean that's why. I mean, like, right. so I mean, it didn't. I so it, it, yeah. yeah, um, I probably love it for the same reason why you're like really into like Return of the Living Dead, right? You know, which I wasn't that into. Um, you know, it's it's just that that's just I guess my kind of wild ride. Um, right. and and it doesn't make sense, and and I and I love it because I'm watching it again. You know, um, I watched it again after we recorded our last episode. I watched it again. It was mm. just really loving. Um, in particular, this time noticing that the ending makes no sense whatsoever. 
Right. Um, that last entire last act is just a completely clown shoes. And I just absolutely, I was like, this is phenomenal. Um, why does he have the dagger? Uh, right. he brought that with him, I guess. Um, they never mentioned why light causes a problem for the warlock at the <laughs> right. end of the film. Uh, or why, or why the, why the jerk guy left his truck there for mm. over for over 24 hours. Um, he never went back to get it, I guess. Right. Uh, it's just it's just those things that I'm like, but you don't even really question it when you're watching the movie because it's so you just are accepting the the no. insanity, you know. But I don't know what was your takeaway from it. What uh, you said you weren't, it didn't do much for you. But like, right? Can you expand well, I mean, on that? Or? Yeah, I mean, I like it felt a lot like. Uh, similar to like Wishmaster and like they wanted mm-hmm. to like it felt like they were trying to figure out like somewhere you know some some way to make like this into like a slasher you know kind of mm. icon kind of kind of thing and they never quite figured out how to balance you know the, the the a plot the b plot correctly to do that i mean mm. like like we said they just kept you know going back and forth between. going back and forth yeah right um but like i don't know um something about it just didn't work for me like it's um it's, it's pacing was off or something like it just felt like i just like kept kept hiccuping yeah um, oh yeah, it absolutely does yes Right. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's messy as hell. Yeah. Right. It's such a messy film. Um, what did you like about it? Is there anything that you liked? Well, I mean, the the performance by Julian Sands is sure. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's not yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with his performance. And, no. Um, honestly, the performances all around were were good. Um, you know, I did like um, kind of that they they gave him a like a something to do to give him a reason to be killing all these people you know like, mm-hmm. a lot of movies would just be like oh and then he went here and killed this person then he went here and this comes yeah but like he's he's, he's had a fetch quest basically mm-hmm. to get those to get the stones so i guess you know it makes sense that he would be going from a to b to a to b you know yeah picking that up yeah um i i really like the young leads um Mm-hmm. I thought they had good chemistry. They worked well together. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I loved them. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just can't get over the fact that they, they had to kill the two kids for them to get their powers. Yeah. <laughs> especially, yeah. especially the doofus. You know, the doofus kid. Like, Kenny. Just, yeah. Yeah, Kenny. They just they just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. 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 They just outright shoot Kenny. Right. Um. But um. Yeah. It's uh. It's. Kenny's actually the the only thing I I don't particularly like about the film. I think uh, mm-hmm. there's not that character just rubs me the wrong way from the word right. go. Um, there's something about him that seems like he's like in a corn pops commercial. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. There's something I, I well, first of all, I think we talked about this with another film too, where we um, oh maybe we did a little bit with society. Excuse me, um, where they. Um, if you establish your character as being something of a loser, right? Like you gotta kind of work really hard with that to try to yeah. like he never really like I hate to use this term, but like he never really mans up. Right. Um 
And um, and it feels to me very much like he's unnecessary. Uh, mm-hmm. When I watched the film this last time, I was like, I feel like you just cut Kenny out of this thing. And it would probably work better. Um, yeah, you probably could. Yeah, yeah probably I mean, could. this is this is Paula Marshall's movie. This is Samantha's right. story. Like it's it's, uh, but I don't think the movie knows that. And that's one of the things that I thought was interesting watching it this time around was I was like, I don't think they realize Sam is the protagonist of this film. It's not Kenny. Kenny's not, you know, they do a lot of talk of Kenny. Um, You know, they, they tell me that Kenny is the lead, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, Samantha's story is way more, uh, way more engaging and way more, uh, uh, and way more powerful that, uh, you know that she she starts figuring things out before she ever gets the hero's journey, uh, right. Watcher's Council, uh, you know Sean Connery and Highlander tutorial bits. Right. She figures all that out on her own. On her own, yeah. And has dreams and is like, "There's a destiny before me," and right. takes it upon herself to take to mm-hmm. to to. to to choose, to choose that destiny. Um, which is another thing I love about this movie is there's no reason for that scene to go as hard as it did, but it did. Right. And I love it. Um, but, uh, yeah, in the middle of all of this, I can't remember what happened right before it. There's something goofy. Doesn't Kenny like, like talk to squirrels and then they, <laughs> something, something like that. that. And then they cut yeah. to Samantha being like, all right, dad, I'm about to stab myself in the gut. Right. And, um, uh, wonderful, uh, character actor. Speaking of James Bond, he was, uh, he was in, uh james bond movie, diamonds are it? forever yeah diamonds yeah, are forever yep. um uh was it bruce glover right yep. yep um giving a performance that this movie doesn't deserve at all um you know he's just absolutely heartbroken and uh you know and and torn apart while his daughter drives a knife into her own chest and it's right. like i'm like this scene is hardcore like there's a, a man like heart being broken Right. And a daughter being like, you know, I need your help with this. And he refuses and she's sad. And I'm like, this scene is hard. And I'm like yeah. in the middle. I'm right, right, I'm like literally right before it. I think it's literally is Kenny like playing with a baseball <laughs> right. or a squirrel. And I think it yeah. cuts to like the warlock um, doing something afterwards. But right. um, in the middle of this thing, there's just this really hard scene uh, between two actors who are go- giving you everything they've got. Um, right. and it's, it's just plopped in the middle there. Uh, in fact, all of the, um, all of the older character actors in this movie are all great. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, they give so much, so much gravitas to this picture. Um, you know, uh, Frank's in particular has that whole, mm-hmm. you know, death scene that, um, even though we don't see most of it, I almost, and I swear it was probably cut for gore. Probably. Um, because I think when there's a couple of seconds, half seconds, that if you're looking off, you look a little off the frame, you realize his arm is off. Right. Like the warlock has ripped his fucking arm off. Yeah. And then yeah. we didn't, and we don't see that because it's all close ups. But then there's like one wide shot where we see there's an arm on the ground and the guy, right. there's like a bloody stump. And it cuts away just as quickly that I'm mm-hmm. like, I bet the sensors cut down a much larger, longer torture sequence. Um, right. But, um, I didn't get that far with the commentary track, so I'm not sure. Also, the commentary track was difficult because the um, Anthony Gox admits he has a cold. Um, right. And then he also is like mumbling a bit. I don't think he talks right into his microphone. Probably sounds like us, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so it was a little bit like I can't understand him half the time. Right. Uh, he's a little mumbly. 
but what I got out of some of it was interesting. Um, but uh, I think that there was some stuff cut for uh, right. for gore. Because um, actually, this film's not very gory, despite no. the big moments of black blood and green blood. Right. But the MPA doesn't um, count that usually as no. blood. That's like Sam Raimi figured that out with Evil Dead. Right. Where he was like, if I give the give the monsters all green blood, the censors won't mm. say anything. But if it's red, they'll get upset. But if it's green, they're okay. Or black, it's okay. Right, right. Um, you know, you can kill robots all you want mm-hmm. and nobody cares. Um, but um, yeah, it gives a great scene of uh, the you know of defiance, and it's it's again, it's it's right. more energy than the movie probably deserves. Although this one was very high energy, I will say yeah. that. It yeah. doesn't, you know. It doesn't drag. It doesn't like you know. It gets close, but yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. Kenny's 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 hero's journey drags a bit. Right. I mean, it's it's a little bit, you know. Like I said, there's scenes of talking to squirrels and right. playing with baseballs, and but they had uh, that cool baseball effect, and they just needed to use it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they. I think it was probably the other way around. I think they were like, right. we have to use a baseball effect. This is what we've got. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, I I forget, I forget where I was going with all that, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a high energy film. Um, but, uh, I just love that there's this very, very, uh, emotional father daughter sequence that goes harder than probably anything else in the film. Right. Uh, and it's in the middle of all this, just in the middle of all this craziness. Um, and uh and everybody's just uh it's just so much crazy in this movie so i gotta we gotta try to focus narrow it down we're gonna we're gonna be over far too quickly um uh but um but yeah uh so okay so which is your favorite warlock death in this movie like we'll start there there's a lot of fun sequences in this film so uh which one uh comes to mind for you um, just the whole birth sequence is is pretty much, you know, where it's at for me. Mm. Like, I don't know if you count it as a as a death. I mean, she does die at the end, but uh, she does. Yeah, yeah. Just that whole like thing coming out of her, and then like him coming up from the ground, and mm-hmm. you know, killing yeah. the dog. No, <laughs> which yeah. you know always upsets a certain segment of the fan base, so I can appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Anthony Hickox did talk about that in the commentary. He was like, "Yep, oh, you see he? this dog? Yeah, you see this dog? You know it's gonna die." Right. Uh, and uh, you know, and now, you know, he kind of, kind of says, "Well, the dog kind of got the comment because when goes lick this thing, right?" You yeah. know, uh, that's kind of was his response. Also, he was very preoccupied in making sure to point out that you can see uh, Julian Sands' dick right. a couple of times in that sequence. Um, you certainly can, especially yeah. in Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, yeah, he's like you probably can't notice it on uh, in the original cut. You couldn't notice it, and in right. uh, in other things. But now on DVD or Blu-ray with the higher resolution, you can definitely right. see his penis. Um, and this was direct to video, wasn't it? Like they didn't they didn't do like theatrical. I think this was released they, theatrically. Was it? I think yeah. No, um, I, I think so. Uh, let's see release dates. Um, yeah, it was in cons. Uh, okay. It was released in the United States September 24th, 1993. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, I believe it was a theatrical release. I also remember um, 
the VHS tape of this movie had a commercial for the Nintendo game. Right. For Warlock the Armageddon. So I don't think it was much. It had to have had a theatrical release if they're going to give it a Nintendo game. I would, right. I would think. Um, but made by acclaim. So, right. you know, it's good. Um, yeah. I remember playing that game, actually. I rented it. Oh, really? From, uh, block, rented it from Blockbuster. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Back in the day, kids, you used to be able to yep. rent video games at the yep. video store. You could go to the video And they store. weren't like 400 hours long, so you could actually play through them in a weekend. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember if beating... Any, uh, if you're any good at it, which yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I remember beating... Um, The first time I ever beat a game that I rented was like Chrono Trigger or something like right. that. And I remember playing that all the way through in like a single week or something like that. Right. But yeah. Um, but yeah. No. What well, do you remember the game? It was just like it was a scrolling platform thing, right? Yeah, and, you yeah. Just you shoot move energy left, blasts, you shoot and, energy yeah. blasts at things, and yeah, I, yeah. It wasn't very terribly good, but it wasn't well, no. you know, the worst yeah. thing ever. Yeah, yeah. No, I but so, I mean, I remember the commercial for it, and I was kind of like, how many are... how many horror games do you actually get back in those days? You know, that's none, true. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, anything based on a horror movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody's aware. I think that you know, like. A Nightmare on Elm Street, the video game was pretty awful. Garbage, right? Yeah, and Friday the 13th was kind of even worse. Right. Um, you know, uh, although Friday the 13th does, was one of those games that harkened back to the days where Nintendo games were impossible. But, um, right. Uh, you know, you, 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 when you were a certain age, if you remember, you know, as you and I do, you know, mm-hmm. there were the games that you just, they were impossible. Like you couldn't right. beat them. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just actually impossible to beat. Like you just couldn't right. do it. Um, and, they, and, and they did it on purpose because you know yeah. that was that's how you got you know replay value and you know longevity out of a game is to make it just difficult as hell. Really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beating it took beating it took a lot of patience and time mm-hmm. and um, and skill you know, yeah. and skill. Yeah, you couldn't just. Uh, couldn't just speed run your way through those things but uh yeah but yeah but but i remember just finding it very funny when i watched the the vhs tape this was a while Mm -hmm. back Uh, obviously i have the blu-ray now and i think the tape is still in storage back in maine but um i remember one of the last times i booted up the vhs tape being very Mm -hmm. tickled that there was a video game made (laughs) of this of this film of all films right um that there was a tie-in video game um, where I think you just played like a druid or something and you shired energy blasts yeah. and bats and shit trying to collect the yeah, it was like kind of like stones. Castlevania ish, you know, yeah, yeah, but each level was another uh, uh, you'd collect another stone, stone. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the birth scene is is one of my favorites too. Um, and uh, I we made reference to it last week that I used to quote uh, quote that scene mm-hmm. at my own mother multiple times. Uh, she had no right. idea what the hell I was talking about, but I would uh, let me in, mother. Right. Like, if, like, door was shut to a room or something, I'd bang, I'd knock on the door, like, let me in, mother. And she would be like, what the hell is all that? I'm like, it's from Warlock the Armageddon. She's like, I have no idea what that means. Well, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not directing you towards that movie, mom. So, uh, but, you know, but yeah, like, let me, <laughs> let me in, mother. Um, Don't you want to give your boy a kiss? Um, <laughs> And then he kills her by crying. Right. Uh, he has the baby yeah. whale, um, which is really weird, oddly specific. Um, mm-hmm. 
did this woman is there some that almost feels like there's supposed to be some sort of ironic bit here and i don't know what it is because right. we don't know anything about anything this about woman no. so maybe she just really wanted kids i don't know um yeah, she's had a hot date with zach galligan and that's yeah, all we know. yeah she had a hot date with zach galligan um right. and um yeah literally i think the the anthony hickok says in the commentary that it was a zach galligan and stopped by for lunch right that day so they put yep. him into the so he just said like well jump in and you'll be the guy he takes the suit off of um right and uh it's a really great little bit um you know was he that, in waxworks or something like yes was, yeah okay yeah Zach it's, been Gallagher, so long, it's been so long since i've seen that series like i don't remember anything about it yeah, Zach Gallagher was the lead in both uh, both okay. Waxworks movies, and he okay. and uh, he and Anthony Hickox were pals. Yeah, right, they okay. became good friends. Uh, same thing with Julian Sands and um, Anthony Hickox. Apparently, they right. were good friends too. Um, but Hickox basically does point out with this film in particular, Julian Sands was totally apparently very method, um, and was nothing he wouldn't do. He'd go all the way right. every scene, um, which is why he's outright naked. When Anthony Hickox points out, he's not wearing a, a cock sock. Right. He's not wearing uh, anything to cover himself. It's just him like, oh, I'll go naked. I'll right. do the whole damn thing. Um, but they put the makeup all over his crotch area so that you, it wouldn't show up. But now with crisper resolution, you can clearly see Julian right. Sands wang, um, which I guess is a treat to some people. Sure. But, the ladies. Um, yeah. And the gentleman. Yeah. And the gentleman. And yeah. the other. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, no, I love, I, but yeah, I've, I've always loved uh, Let Me In Mother. Um, it's such a, it's such a bizarre little scene. Um, they're what all think about the Yeah. What do we think about the Picasso death? That's that one's one. a good one. That one's out. a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, it reminds me very much of, uh, like, again, we, we it's talked about. It's a little about, long. It's a little yeah. bit long. Like they show yeah. him doing all the contortions. I'm like, you can just skip some of this. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It seems. It it seems. Uh, did you really think it's long? Okay, I, I was gonna say. I don't know. I thought it was just pretty quick because I remember it being more. Right. I think when I watched this time, and I was like, actually, this is a little bit more brief than I remembered it right. being. But maybe it's just in my head. Like it's, maybe it feels longer. Like yeah, or maybe it feels shorter in mine. I don't know. Right, that could be just uh, eye of the beholder stuff. But yeah, I remember yeah. it. Not, I don't remember it being all that long. Uh, um, it um. It is one of those things that I uh, that I noticed this time uh, mm -hmm. watching it through, though, that he makes references to modern popular culture and there's no reason for him to be able to do that. Right. Uh, but, yeah, he picks up the guy. He turns the guy into a piece of art, mm -hmm. which reminds me a little bit of what we talked about with Hellraiser Bloodline of like the idiot guy who just falls into the trap right. rather easily. Um, but um you know, I would probably be asking some questions about the guy who randomly walked in my office. I mean, he's he's worried about the guy enough to pull a gun on him. Yeah. But then easily is bamboozled when he's like, oh, I've got the other stones. You want to look at them? And like the guy's like, yeah, OK. And I'm right. like, wait, what? <laughs> we were about to shoot him a minute ago. He's an intruder. Um, You're concerned right. about him. Right. But no. Yeah. I mean, it's a good death, but he turns him into the work of art. Mm hmm. And he says, oh, Picasso, definitely Picasso. Right. But um, I'm like, well, how do you, do you know who Picasso is? Right. Weird guy was born yesterday. Um, uh, but I guess he would. Uh, but it's not the only time. He also, like, um, mm -hmm. 
when he, he kills the gas station attendant, he says, fill me up. It's a, a you know, reference to. Right. And he knows how to drive. I mean, you know, you know, yeah, he figures that out. Anyway, he figures it out. Anyway, originally right, yeah. he does take, he does take the cab driver originally, right. but um, shades of the prophecy there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he, uh, but yeah, he doesn't figure out how to, he does figure out generally how to at least more or less drive a vehicle. Right. Um, the finger guns bit. Yeah. He's like, and he, he's like apparently aware of Westerns. Right. Happy trails, Padna. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny that he makes these references and I'm like, I don't know what you're, how do you know that? But okay. Right. Um, don't ask questions. Um, it's, it's not that kind of movie. Um, right. you know, if you're wondering how he eats and breathes and other science <laughs> facts, just repeat right. yourself. It's just a show. I should really just relax. Um, cause this movie doesn't want you to do much thinking. No. Um, and, and for good reason, because thinking is how you end up with you know people like us kind of being like wait that doesn't make sense um or worse right. um but no i love that he's like yeah it's picasso and i'm like well okay mm-hmm. i guess you know what that is yeah That's he's got fun. more of a sense of humor in this one than he did in the, in the other one too, like, and it's very I yeah it, yeah yeah and i enjoy it yeah i think it's yeah. it's great um and that's where Julian Sands' like really full-on commitment to this role really works too. Is that right. he's so amused with mm-hmm. what he's doing, um, and so committed to it that it becomes just a joy to watch. I mean, every scene he's in is just electric. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one's a, that one's pretty gnarly. I mean, as opposed to the other death scenes, which are all fairly mundane. Right. Um, it's another one of those movies too where the rules aren't clear um what it is he can do what he can't do um you know there there seems to be some suggestion that he can't just take the stones they have to be given to him but that's never established it's just something that he does and it's so it's this weird honor thing i guess i don't know it's if we don't like when the when the deep when the satan is talking to him and says you know he doesn't Mm -hmm. say by the way you have to bargain right stones it says go get them um but he has all these conversations instead of just ripping them apart. That I was, right. yeah, you know. yeah. You did, you did get the idea that they have to be handed over to him. Like it's not that he can just, you know, roll yeah. in and you know, like you said, you like a, you know, just roll over people. Right. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, uh, it's it's funny too that I love that, I love that conceit in movies when they do that type of thing because it's like we've now learned now that like you and I would never fall for that now. Right. You know, like if a guy came up and said, well, I'll give you whatever you want be like, no, oh, yeah, that didn't go my way. Um, you know, especially not somebody who's clearly evil. Right. Um, the only one that makes sense to me, there's one mm-hmm. scene in this movie that where the victim fully 110% made, and it's Joanna Pocula at the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, fashion show. Right. That I'm like, he comes in and kind of flirts with her a little bit she's flirting with him and he's sort of like receptive and i'm like i understand why she's going to the roof with this guy right like it's julian sands he's beautiful mm-hmm. he's like maybe down to clown right like we're going up to the roof and she's like yep and i'm like <laughs> yep i get yep. it um it's probably the one time it makes sense to me maybe in any film ever that he's like which even says to the her coordinator or whatever so i think i'm in love Mm-hmm. and uh you know it's i'm like yeah i probably would you know fall for that too you know right 
unlike in Hellraiser Bloodline, where we talked about the idiot that, you know, is out of the woman's way out of his league and he doesn't ask any questions about that. Yeah. Uh, this character, feel I feel like she's used to this type of behavior. Right. You know, she's wealthy and powerful and beautiful mm. and has all this and has all this that she's probably used to beautiful men being willing to go to bed with her that you know and the fact that this guy is a little bit mysterious and is a little bit weird is probably really sexy to her so i totally get that um and then in in terms of her actual death it's pretty you know it's not picasso death it's like you know he just drops her out of the sky yeah but he does have that great line though faust would be proud but um which is a great line but Mm -hmm. um where he's like, I, I reveal my power, and you give me the stone deal. And she's like, deal. And he's like, Faust would be proud. Right. Um, <laughs> it's it's a great line, but um, and then he just drops around the sky. That's a good one. But I think my favorite's still the um freak show one. Yeah, that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like you know, again, we have the the dwarf actor who and he's like, You really are a psychic. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you've, you know, which I like that little acknowledgement for whatever reason. Right. He's just like, oh, yeah, you actually have the real thing. Uh, I'm still going to kill you. But right. And then there's that great, uh, great bit with the the freak master um, mm-hmm. is to such a fun sequence um, filled with mirrors and hallways. And right. And again, uh, I love dumb characters who think they're smart. And you know he's <laughs> like I've totally yeah, got you. Beat I got you, right? Yeah. Um, it's such a great little. It's just a great scene. I really like. I really really dig it. But all right. Um, let's switch gears. Let's find another topic here. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Paula Marshall. Um, mm-hmm. I know uh, Michelle wanted to talk about this a little bit. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll borrow from 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 uh them um mm-hmm. the uh you know of the the fashion in this movie is right. very 90s um uh i don't know if i ever saw a woman a young woman in the wild wearing baby doll dresses but according to 90s television everybody mm-hmm. was wearing them do you remember right. baby doll dresses did you see women wearing baby doll dresses yes yeah okay on occasion yeah and combat boots yeah mm-hmm. um but more more so on TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember that's like what um the Pink Ranger wore every week right. on Power Rangers. Um right. was like baby doll dresses and combat boots. Um if you uh, you may be too old to uh too old to have watched like Alex Mack. Um yeah, yeah but that was another one constant, mm-hmm. you know. Uh flowery uh baby doll dresses and combat boots, usually with a mm-hmm. floppy hat. Um, but, um, Michelle brought it up in, on social media. And I was like, I, one of my first crushes was probably Paula Marshall in this movie Mm -hmm. as a kid that I don't remember that fashion being, uh, seeing that fashion very often, but I remember being really, really into it when I was 10, 11 or 12. Um, it's, it's, it's still a, a a good look. I think, I think Paula, it's a little dated, but Paula Marshall makes it work in this movie. Right, and I think that's okay because I think she's pretty sure she was twenty at least making the film. I hope, um, you know, but um, but again, it's still kind of okay because I'm talking about when I was a kid, right, so right. I guess it's still all right. But um, 
but I love that. Uh, I, I love that fashion choice. Um, and um, she's uh, she's a beautiful young woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, camera loves her. Uh, you know, uh, and Anthony Hickox clearly loves filming her. I think right. you can see the way she's framed versus other people. Um, right. but she's giving a really great performance. Like she's got a lot of these yeah. close-ups where she's doing a lot of heavy lifting. Um, and um, there's something, uh, and we get a lot of that character projected through Paula Marvel's performance. That's not, I don't think, scripted. There's a, a rage to that character. Um, that I really, really appreciate. Like we almost, immediately, as soon as she gets her powers, we establish she's better at this shit than Kenny. Right. She's a lot more powerful. Um, and um, th- this is what I'm talking about too, with the idea that this movie keeps telling me Kenny's the hero when actually Samantha is. But um, when Kenny's like plan is basically you run with the stones, I'll fight him. And I'm like, no, no, no. Right. The opposite. She fights the guy. You run like she's good at this. You're not. But the film keeps telling me that still the the traditional gender roles apply. Right. Kenny is the nominal hero because he's the dude. Right. And I it, and I'm watching this movie going, no way. Ten years from now, <laughs> yeah, this movie would be completely changed. Um, you know, it's um, you know, I think that if you were to make Warlock the Armageddon today, mm-hmm. uh, Samantha would be the lead. Right. Without a doubt. Um, and that the story would be almost entirely hers, which is why I mean, like Kenny, you'd probably even cut all together and right. cut out the love story and just be this is about a young girl's destiny to fight the son of Satan, which, by the way, is mm-hmm. topical. And, right. you know, male son of Satan, female hero connected to the right. earth. He's born through, uh, you know, a right. violation of birth. She actually is a birth giver. You know, it's all, there's a lot of myth yeah. there that really works. Uh, this movie doesn't want anything to do with it. No. Uh, the dude and the dudes are going to fight it out. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes me laugh every time at the end of this movie when he's tied to a tree, Kenny's tied to a tree, trying to turn the lights on and yells, Sam, I can't do it. I'm too weak. And I'm right. like, you suck. <laughs> Right. Um, and I'm like, yeah, bail me out of this again, Sam. Right. I suck. But um, it makes me laugh when he goes, I'm too weak, and I'm like, pretty much at everything. Yeah. Like, um if I had a uh, baseball, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If only <laughs> if only there were a squirrel um right. that I could talk to, maybe uh it would work. But um but yeah, I mean, even the way that final battle works, it's still mm-hmm. about her. I mean, like right. it's uh, the bondage bit, Hickox loves that bondage. It's in like mm-hmm. all of his films. I don't think he's right. ever mentioned it, by the way. No, but it's in all of them. Um, Waxwork has the Marquis de Sade bit. Right. Uh, uh, Hellraiser three has uh, Terry Farrell in full on leather bondage towards mm-hmm. the end of that picture. This movie has Samantha tied to the front of a car with leather straps. Right. Uh, and one of them goes in her mouth. And the warlock gets nice and intimate with her. And I'm like, again, I'm like, this is the point. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, Kenny's just tied to a tree being Kenny. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and it, it's, but I mean, is, is are you with me on this? Do you see that? What yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, you I, know, I, like, like Kenny is, is really kind of this appendage that mm-hmm. it's like the appendix of this movie. Like you could probably just cut him out. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, this movie is all about her and her journey. And right. um, she knows it. I think Paula Marshall knows it. Mm-hmm. And I think Julian Sands knows it because there's something right. in the way the two of them interact. They only interact in like one scene, two scenes. Right. But um, I will say this for the Kenny, for Kenny, though. Um, one of the best male screamers I've ever seen. Right. Um, very, very good screams. Um, again, it's another moment that's a little bit too real, I think, for this movie, which is he falls on the rebar. Right. And has the most blood curdling. Yeah. scream of pain i think i've ever heard in a film to the point where i'm like shit is that actor okay because <laughs> it's right. such a good scream um and uh he just plays it with everything he's got and i'm like it's it's really again it's just this burst of of uh, a much more serious film threatening to butt its way in right to this ridiculous uh excessive uh you know uh nightclub scene nightclub scene movie you know right like it's but great scream yeah you know great scream and um great scene too by the way i love mm-hmm. that that uh what do you think about that scene the um kind of western scene the cowboy scene oh it's just a lot of fun i mean yeah it's what is the what they like whole uh town getting together and you know Having a, like the posse, yeah, 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 and um, so there's actually like a couple of little moments westernness in in there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. You all right. Yeah. Okay. Just had massive acid reflux. No, <laughs> I don't yeah, know I why. Hate, I hate when that happens. Yeah. To being uh, over forty, bro. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yep. Hooray! Hooray! Drink until our hearts stop. Right. <laughs> but yeah, continue. Yeah, uh, Sorry. <laughs> couple of moments um, in there, Western moments. Yeah. And like the this the showdown with, you know, the, the druids is just just so much fun. Like it's I do just love... like classic it's a setup for a classic shoot about, and then like, you know, he just kind of pops them with his finger cones. I mean Yeah, yeah. No, I love um I love seeing uh the two old guys uh you know show up with their shotguns. Right. Um it's such a cool moment and it does remind you that there's other people out there um mm-hmm. which another movie <laughs> any other movie probably would have just let them fade to the background. Right. Um but um there's a little bit and of an like, arc there. And I like how they they bring guns to the fight. Like, yep. you know, they're not, you know, shot. To, like yeah, they're not trying to cast runes or something at him, you know, or you know, try to them him with magic of their own or anything like that. Is they're just like, okay, here's a gun, you know. Yeah, let's yeah. let's go get them. Yeah, we want to help out, you know. Right. Um, even though they know that they have no, they they they're kind of their role is done. They're still like, well, it's our kids out there. Right. Let's go do something. Uh, and it's a great bit. Um, there's a great arc between those two characters too. That um. It's again, it's understated in the film, film, but you know, because they set up they set up the set up the idea that the that Samantha's father was mm-hmm. a member of the Druids. Right. And then he left and became a priest. Maybe he was a right. priest before, we don't know. But yeah. um, but he left the Druids and he now they and he and his former best friend don't like each other now. 
Right. They have that whole thing. And then to see them at the end of the film, we're like, well, actually we got back together and we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, fight this evil. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a great little moment, I think. And uh, it's a cool image too. the, mm-hmm. you know, the priest does the Panama hat, right. You know, and his shotgun and his, yeah. takes his collar off too. Interestingly yeah. enough, not wearing the collar when he goes out there. Um, and then, da- but yeah, uh, Kenny's dad's still just wearing the, uh, the sweater right which, um okay um not which is less the, of a look you know less of a look but um yep. but yeah uh but yeah it's it's a fun sequence and um and and julian sand seems to really have a lot of fun with that sequence too right like a lot um and uh the warlock gets a little bit more to do there too where he's sort of like you know where he does have that bit of you know what so which of you is the second warrior and he's like oh, neither one of you are the warriors Right, and then he start killing, and then when Paula Marshall shows up, he literally goes, "Ah, at last!" You know, he's right. very, very excited yeah. to meet her, um, and uh, it's it's a great bit. Um, but uh, oh, I do. There's one more thing Kenny does that I like. Mm-hmm. One more scene that I liked. It was actually the end of the Frank scene when uh, 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 Frank's dies. It's uh, Kenny throws the knife at him or whatever. Right. And the warlock turns around and says, you missed. He says, no, I didn't. Right. Um, that's a good bit. That was, yeah. I was like, hey, Kenny, I actually might buy you as an action hero. And then it's like, actually, you're going to get thrown out of a window and rebar. And, <laughs> right. Uh, your dad's for you, buddy. Yeah. Your dad's going to save you. Your dad and your girlfriend are going to save you. Right. And then uh, you're going to get sidelined for a while um, while mm-hmm. uh, she does the big um, uh, chase scene. Right. the motorcycle and through the woods and um which is a great a really fun chase yeah. scene too um it's interesting that they remembered the warlock can apparently fly right at the end of the picture after he's been driving cross country the whole time but um hey whatever right now you can only do short bursts you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah flying takes a lot out of him uh, but mm-hmm. and he also, it's apparently his powers are entirely whatever he apparently needs in whatever scene he's in. So, right. um, you know, I could turn people into art, but only sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could also shunt people into alternate dimensions, but only sometimes. Right. Um, I, I could just do that with everybody, but that would get old, I guess. But, you know, it's... Uh, he's having too much fun to, you know, pigeonhole himself into doing one thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the uh, yeah. He kills uh, both a uh, both a rabbit and a mm-hmm. prostitute pretty much for no reason, right? Uh, just because he thinks it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like I think he kills the prostitute because he's annoyed. Like he goes to be honest. But yeah. he, he, well, I mean, he picked her up for a reason, right? I mean, true. it wasn't he didn't pick her up for the for the sex. That's not of interest to him. Uh, you know, he barely picked her up because he was going to kill her. But you know, right. it's. He just thought that was funny. Well, I mean, I guess he needed maybe he needed her body for the new map. I think right. they established that. But uh, but a great bit nonetheless, where she's like, Well, my hair must be a mess. Uh, you know, you tell me when he just rips it off of her. Right. <laughs> Here you look. <laughs> See for yourself. Right. Uh yeah, it's um it's so uh, so silly. Yeah. Yeah. And that that, that scene to Anthony Hickox just starts laughing and says, Oh my god, looking back at this, this is so misogynistic. But right. Um but yeah, it's um it's just such a fun movie. Um yeah, everything everything about it, I just love it. It's such a right. such a bizarre film. But um Julian Sands is uh, obviously he's really great in it. Um right. it's probably his signature role as we talked about last week. Um yeah. 
and and I think this is the version of it that the people you know think of when they think of him playing. The yeah, Warlock. yeah. I mean, this is the movie that I feel like it's like it, we, we mm-hmm. talked a little bit last week that like it's it's unfortunate that it hasn't happened up till now and may now never happen. That I feel like right. a revival of this character could sell really well now, right? Um, and that you get Julian Sands back into the role and be like, we're gonna do another Warlock movie, and it's basically just gonna be this, right? Again. Uh, you don't even have to get clever with it or interesting. It's just that, but that I feel like this movie is the one where uh, he should have become a Freddy Krueger. Right. Um, Because he has everything he needs to do it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like maybe we've talked about this before. That's almost like 90% of the reason why Freddy took off the way he did was because of Robert Englund's genuine pleasure playing the character that Julian Sands being so committed to this role and being so mm. magnetic and interesting that I feel like, like, why weren't there like six more of these, you know? Right. And uh, of course it's a part of the reason was that, you know, every time they gave him a script, it sucked. Script, it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, you know, all right, I can't do anything with this, but, um, right. but it is kind of a shame because I feel like this movie has everything it needs to be like, this is, this is going to be a franchise moving forward. Like we're going to do right. more of these. This guy's going to have a different reason, but it's basically going to be the same movie over right. and over again with a slightly different reason, slightly different characters, slightly different, mm-hmm. you know, setup. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, much like, you know, like Wishmaster kind of became that series instead, I guess. But right. um, for better or worse, uh, Wishmaster only did like three or four themselves. So, I mean, it, yeah, there's only four of really, those. It didn't really have legs yeah. either. Yeah. And and Andrew Divoff only did the first, like the first two, I think. Right. Um, and um, and probably for the similar reasons why Julian Sands only did two Warlocks, but right. uh, you know it was it's probably the same thing that Andrew Divoff probably eventually was like, oh, yeah, these scripts aren't doing much for me. I think I'm out. Right. Um, but uh, which is the difference between you know like Robert Englund and those guys is Robert Englund pretty much would do whatever, um, right. you know, uh, up until a point. Yeah. Um, I know after I mean now that he's older. <laughs> I mean, I, I, aside from, you know, maybe Freddy's dead, like, I don't think, like, there's a, a bad script in the bunch. I mean. No. There were heavily edited scripts in the bunch, but, mm-hmm. um, and, but yeah. But you see what I mean, though. Like, yeah, this movie is the movie that should have been, like, this guy's now a name. Right. Like, he's a horror legend now. And in some yeah. ways he is. I remember him being brought up occasionally in, like, those, like, old high school uh battle royales of the horror franchise villains like right. warlock was mentioned usually he was still yeah, there yeah. uh he was at the bottom like he and uh right. you know he was still but he was the guy that like well, what about him right and uh and i remember a friend uh, some friends of mine and i talking about it, an high school thing and it comes down to him and pinhead at yeah. the end of at the end of the battle uh and we were trying to debate who wins and i kept saying warlock because he's actually he's you know satan's son you right, know, he's got the he he's got him. yeah, he outranks Pinhead. He's gonna just gonna yeah. pull him down. But it's interesting that I think Warlock, he, he this character does hang there, and he's mm-hmm. only in two films, three films, I guess, if you count the Bruce Payne one. Well, we but... we don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, <laughs> nobody, I actually nobody really does. I actually, uh, funnily enough, I had a weird Spider Sense moment. I I um uh. I was I watched I right I guess that after we recorded on Warlock, I watched Warlock the Armageddon right after right. And I was like, I'm going to watch Warlock 3, too, just for the hell of it. And I put on the menu 
on the mm-hmm. Blu-ray and I had one of those weird spider sense moments that said, you're going to feel sad if you watch this. Right. And I went, why? And, you know, I asked myself for a second, like, why am I having this reluctance? And I'm like, well, no, mm-hmm. trust that instinct. And I turned it off. I went and watched right. something else. But so I didn't rewatch it, but I was like, why is there something about this movie that's going to make me feel upset? I was like, well, no, I can't remember anything. I remember the movie pretty well. I'm like, I don't think, but I'm like, no, it's just going to give you, it's just bad vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Like something about this that just, I do remember the plot of that movie being kind of a bummer. Right. But like, because memory serves, it's basically, it's Ashley Lawrence stars. um, Mm -hmm. And, and then Bruce Payne's the warlock. And then he shows up and like right. all of her friends have to give her up in order for something bad to happen. The warlock needs to kill her, mm-hmm. but he can't unless her friends say it's okay. And I remember that being kind of a bummer. Like everybody mm-hmm. has to get like tortured to like turn on her. Right. But I was like, I don't remember any of that being particularly distressing though, because it wasn't very effective. Right. But like, so, but anyway, I had a weird spider sense moment where I was like, mm-hmm. no, my, your anxiety says no. Right. You ever had that? Yeah. Yeah. Where something like, for some reason, you're going to feel sad or or right. uncomfortable or whatever if you do this. And uh, I've mentioned to you before, like, there's been a couple of times where we were going to record on something and I've been like, right, right. Maybe not. Uh, my, that, that there's that thing in my head that says, I'm going to feel shitty about this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. And then. Right. But yeah, it was interesting that Warlock 3, of right. all things, triggered that weird anxiety response of, you don't want to do this. And I went, okay, I guess I don't. Right. I don't remember what I watched instead. I think I put on, like, cartoons or something. But right. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. So but for whatever reason, I got Warlock the Army, uh, Warlock the uh, Age of Innocence, or End of Innocence, right. Uh, right. Uh, made my anxiety this, bad. I don't remember a single thing about that film. Like I know I watched it at least once because you know when I bought this the set. Yeah, I watched yeah. it, but like yeah, I think I, I have the same set. It. Yeah, the right. Vestron, the Vestron, yeah, trilogy. Yeah, right. Um, and there's like no special features on it. It's just there. Right. Like it was like we just needed to include it because otherwise right. it's just a two movie set. So, um, but I remember, um, I remember there being an okay bit with Ashley Lawrence. I guess we might as well talk about it a little bit. Since, right. we're, since we're never probably never going to cover it but like i remember um ashley lawrence's best friend is like a wizard or something she's mm-hmm. like a a, a witch right. and he turns her into glass i think and he shatters her i think it's like the one actual like effects bit they had in the film i remember that right. not being bad okay. uh and then i remember the the bit with the unrequited love character like the the guy that she wasn't with right uh was in love with her and she kind of like, I can't remember if she made fun of him or if how it worked. But anyway, the guy refused to give her up until the warlock showed him her laughing about him. Oh, and I remember bummer. there being, yeah. And I remember there being like, and that being, I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, mm-hmm. what an, that's an interesting little bit where the warlock says, you know, he was going to withstand anything except the idea that you thought he was a joke. Right. And now he's surrendered you, to you. He's not, he's given you up. And I'm like, and I remember that being pretty interesting. But I also remember right. the only thing I really remember about it was I watched it with my friend and we were hanging around and at the end of it, like she thinks she's beating him and he jumps out of, I guess he's in a vat of oil or something, mm-hmm. but it's Bruce Payne like hamming it up because it's kind of what right. he does, but he jumps up out of it and it is, he goes, you do not have the power. And I, <laughs> and I, and I, for years, I would tell my friend if he failed at anything, 
right. you know, dropped his keys. I'd be like, you do not have the power. But um, <laughs> it's uh, it was just absolutely ridiculous. I remember us both like bursting out laughing because it was such an over the top bit. But right. Bruce Payne was the guy you get if you can't get Julian Sands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess he went out and he was the warlock for this one movie. Um, but, um, and then, but even then, like Julian Sands was the guy you could get, if you got, if you couldn't get Jeremy Irons. So right. it's sort of like, and then Jeremy Irons became the guy you couldn't get if you, you got, if you couldn't get Bruce Payne, but, right. um, uh, the circle of life right. in the, uh, uh, British, uh, menacing British character actor, uh, world, but yeah. Right. Yeah. But I love Bruce Payne and I, if he listens to this, I, I hope, you know. We love you, Bruce, but uh, I think you're yep. uh, you were great as Charles Rain in Passenger 57. Charles Rain, who's not insane. Um, <laughs> but um, and then, of course, Bruce Payne and Jeremy Irons were together in Dungeons and Dragons. Oof. Let's yeah. not talk about that. Mm, yeah. Um, I hear that the, was an Uwe hear... Bowl joint, wasn't it? No, no, uh, that wasn't Uwe Bowl. Um, oh, OK. He did like Dungeon Keeper or something like he did the oh, ripoff. Okay. Right, he did like okay. the Corman the Corman ripoff of uh, right. Dungeons and Dragons. No, the actual original Dungeons and Dragons movie was made was actually like an actual theatrical release, like studio picture. It was just bad. Right. Um, with both Jeremy Irons and Bruce Payne, who both should have known better, um, being kind of lost and like particularly Jeremy Irons, who I think was like, I'm making a kids movie, right? So I'm just gonna right. overdo it. Um. And uh, but yeah, it also Justin Whalen, and I think it was right. Mar-, Mar was it Marlon Wayans? Uh, sounds Wayans about brothers. right. Yeah, one of the Wayans brothers. Right, but it was and he was basically it was basically a racist character. Like it was basically right. like a Feet Studio stuff, darky Oof. character. It was really right. uncomfortable. I hear the new one's pretty good, Dungeons and yeah. Dragons. I hear that's actually a pretty good movie, but I haven't seen it yet. But um, but yeah. Uh, that I think with all that segueing, I yep. think we are probably going to wrap up then. Yeah. You have anything else you want to add for Warlock the Armageddon? Um, you know, it's it's, I I don't I I feel like I came down hard on the film. Like like it's just like, it's, it's not that I dislike it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just something something was off with it when I when I saw it. Something something didn't click with me. But uh, and there's a lot to like here. Like yeah, there's a there's a lot of fun shit in it and you know it's worth checking out especially you know if you're just got done watching the first one mm-hmm. yeah i like it better than the first one right i i think it's a lot more fun than the first one i think it's um like i said i uh i have a particular um love of the kind of early 90s when film i think was in particular kind of throwing shit at the wall to right. see what stuck um, especially like the horror fantasy stuff like that yeah like they they were just trying everything yeah to see what see what they could make work yeah wacky wacky stuff was going right. on in that period and um and when was this 92 uh 93 93 yeah. yeah um which was a kind of a a golden year and we talked about that a little bit with like jessica scott when we talked about um tales from the Crypt demon night that right uh 90s horrors tends to be uh, it was all bad until Scream happened, and I'm like, well, actually, no. There's a lot of fun, fun stuff happened right. in the '90s, and well, at the Armageddon's one of them, I think. That it's yeah. Uh, this is a type of movie that you probably couldn't do 
today. I don't think, and no. at least not in the same way. You could do it because the warlock. This movie in particular has this really bizarre sensibility um, mm-hmm. that would be camp now. You right. know, self aware. It would either be camp or it would be like taking yeah. itself too seriously. Or like too seriously. There's, there'd be no. Yeah. There'd be no middle ground. Yeah, and that's what the '90s had going for it in right. spades was it was just sort of like we're still going to take this seriously but never that seriously but right. also we're not going to wink we don't want to wink winking winking is for suckers like we're not going to do that we're going to play this Straight, it's still going to yeah. we're going to still be it's still going to be funny but we're right. not being being funny it's like yeah so i mean it, it to me it's like this is like a, a an artifact of a day a, a prior to self-aware uh you know that now it would be like birdemic 2 you know like right. well like the armageddon would get made and it would be like well we're gonna you know be funny you know we're intentionally making this bad right you know um this is an honest attempt at making something interesting um but knows exactly what it is and right. it's you know and i think that i have a particular uh affection for that but i don't think you came down on it too hard no oh, okay yeah i think um I think you you had enough you and I think you get it at any rate. I right. mean, maybe maybe it didn't work for you, but I don't think you were right. like. Uh, I feel like in order, I think in order for you to come down hard on this film, you'd have to like not get it at all. I know you do, right? So, um, wait till we get to Rose Red, then you're gonna have a good time. <laughs> oh God, you've never seen that, have you? Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. for a treat. Have you seen Gothic? Gothic, our next Gothic is our next no. movie. No, okay. I haven't seen Gothic. Both of those. Okay, you're gonna be in for a ride. I can't wait to. I can't wait to hear what your <laughs> thoughts on those. Um, both are very strange films, right? Um, but um, they are. Uh, they're gonna. They're fun, and I think we're gonna have a good time with them. But right. Right. But yeah, no, good talk. Um, oh yeah, I'm doing outro. Right. Aren't I? Okay. Yep. Along with everything else, this episode. Jesus, you gotta <laughs> stop me when I do this. When uh, I start ranting, like you need to like jump in and be like hey shut right. up <laughs> um well you had all the interesting things to say about the film this time i guess i i, I, yeah. I really didn't like <laughs> okay yeah all right fair enough but yep. yeah i mean i just i always hate feeling like i'm monopolizing all the spotlight nope. like a like a schmuck it's like logan paul um <laughs> you're not logan paul it's a dark day dark day because right. logan paul resigned his WWE contract so i'm oh, depressed boy. anyway but right. um but um but yeah and of course also in more in more seriousness i mean there, it's so it's it feels like every day is a dark day because something terrible right. happened today but some terrible things yeah. happen today all over the country but um and so with that is that segue i will say that we remind you to keep it positive keep it constructive uh, love yourself, love your fellow horror fans. Um, and especially now with uh, with things getting progressively darker and darker. I mean, again, we want to reiterate uh, support trans rights. Mm-hmm. Um, that debate is getting worse and worse by the day. Um, and uh, and you know, fuck guns. You know, right. I mean, uh, enough is enough on that. But uh, unfortunately, both of these fights are fights that are mostly going to go on deaf ears so the only thing you can really do is try to support one another and right. uh be kind to to others because well, it's really as simple as being kind and mm-hmm. or letting or leaving people alone 
I mean, like, right. If you can't be kind, just at least leave him the fuck alone. Just shut up. Yeah. It's all you got to do. Um, but, but yeah, keep it constructive, keep it positive. Um, and, uh, the, this genre is supposed to be inclusive and fun for everyone. So I, hopefully everybody will keep that in, in mind as we go forward Mm -hmm. in the future. But, um, and of course, we want to also say uh, once again reiterate that we hope uh, hope for the best with Julian Sands. Yes, uh, and um, he's in our thoughts. He's in our thoughts, and he's a great actor, uh, yep. a great performer, and from by all accounts, apparently a stellar human being. So, uh, hopefully, he'll turn up um, alive and well. Or Michelle's uh, half baked kind of fan theory of he's actually just wandered off into the mountains to live right. as a goat herder or whatever. Uh, honestly, I hope right. that's true. I I, yeah. I I I think that I would I would be cool with that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, if you should happen to listen to this, Julian, uh, we're we're all rooting for you. But um, so yeah, keep it positive, keep it constructive. Love yourself, love your fellow horror fans. Um, thank you very much. Good night, and let me in, mother. Thank you,